0: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies LLC, an SEC registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source LLC. Retirement Income Source LLC and Sound Income Strategies LLC are associated entities.
2: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome
1: to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. I know that I'm grateful to be here. And today we've got an interesting show, one that I believe you're going to want to listen all the way through to if you possibly can. I came across some information about a survey that was just done by the university of pennsylvania's wharton school of business and they went out into the general public and they surveyed people that were over the age of 50 about the top five retirement regrets now this is going to be some information that i think we're all going to want to pay attention to and you know it kind of harkens back to a couple of really smart guys that we've heard about in the past. The first was Albert Einstein. He said that the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, guess what? We know that so many Americans today are doing the same thing over and over again, and they're experiencing the same regrets over and over again. So maybe this survey will be able to help us kind of extrapolate What we need to do different so that we don't have the same end result. The second came from Edmund Burke, and I've always appreciated this statement. He said that as Americans, if we are not willing to pay attention to history, then we are destined to repeat it. And this is not just only financially. This is in all aspects of history. So let's dig right in. Let's see what these people say. The first thing that I thought was so interesting was, you know, the average age of the person that they were surveying. So these are people that are over the age of 50, but I don't know too many of my clients that are retired at the age of 50. So what was the average age? It was age 72. So what does that mean? It means that these people were smack dab in the middle of their retirement. They were settled into retirement. They had seen the benefits of retirement. They had also seen the areas in which maybe they now regretted and were wishing that they could have gone back and done differently. So let's start with number five. Let's not waste any time. Number five was 23% of the people surveyed stated that they regretted claiming their social security benefits too early. And this is one that I can certainly attest to, you know, for over 20 years now, I have taught on social security maximization. And Social Security is one of these things that it's a wonderful benefit to us. It's a major spoken or overall wheel of retirement income, and it's a guaranteed lifetime income. But I see too many people that are turning on Social Security early, and they're not maximizing the benefit. They get caught up in the drama with their coworkers, their neighbors, the news, and Even financial advisors are saying, you know, turn on Social Security early. Why, you know, the system, it will pay you more if you turn it on early. Well, I can tell you that that could be true depending upon your life expectancy. It could also be true in respect to what you have going on from a standpoint of income and money coming in. But sometimes it's not true. My father was a absolute example of this where he turned on social security, not knowing any better at the age of 62 and died five years later. And not only did he receive only 75% of what he deserved, but his wife, my mom is still alive and still paying 25% of the social security back to the system in the form of a penalty. So what do we want to really get from this? Well, I don't know if any of you have ever taken the time or come across this, but I encourage you to go to YouTube and look up the Stanford test. It was called the marshmallow experiment. And it's actually quite humorous. They take a whole bunch of little kids and they will typically have two kids at a table and they put them in a room and they say, listen, we're going to give you this marshmallow And if you eat the marshmallow, that's it. You get the marshmallow. If you don't eat the marshmallow and you give us five minutes or ten minutes and you still haven't eaten the marshmallow, then we'll give you many more marshmallows. And I don't remember the exact number. It doesn't really matter. But what they found out from not only watching and observing these young boys and these young girls. And how they interacted and in just the pure agony that these little children are going through looking and staring, sniffing and touching this one single marshmallow in the hopes that maybe they will have more gratification later on is they tracked these young people even into adulthood. And what they found out is that those that were willing to wait for future gratifications. Ended up being more successful. Now, does that mean that just because you turned on your social security at 62, you're not going to be successful in retirement? Heavens, no. It's not what it means at all. But the reality is, is that when we understand the actual mathematical benefits of holding off on social security, it can have tremendous, profound impacts. It could amount to 50, 60, 70, or as much as a hundred thousand extra dollars in your pocket simply by holding off on taking Social Security. I encourage you, go to a fiduciary, watch some Social Security webinars come to mine, come to a number of others. Go in and actually sit down with a financial advisor who has software, sophisticated Social Security planning software, so that you can see the various different options for claiming social security. And what I do for many of you that come to my webinars, what I do for my own clients is we will be able to determine what the single best strategy will be, the second best strategy, the third best strategy. And you may find that the strategy you had in mind was actually one that doesn't pay you nearly as well as if you would choose a different set of strategies for claiming Social Security. And this is especially true if you're married. And if you are now, all of a sudden, you've got two variables and you can really use that to your advantage. But you have to know what the numbers are. You know, many of you have been asking the questions where you can get information with regards to our upcoming webinars. And I encourage you go to my website, Johnson, J O H N S O N. W-I-M as in wealth, income management.com, johnsonwim.com. You can click on the events page. You can see what webinars I'm hosting for this particular month and even into months following. We try to schedule these out quite a ways. And so this will allow you the ability of being able to go to the website, see when there's a webinar so that you can get signed up for it. And if you don't have that capability, then I encourage you simply call our office 866-290-3837 and we will help you get scheduled and registered for one of our upcoming social security webinars. Regret number two, what was the second regret? And I guess this would be number four. The number four regret of all of these people that were surveyed over the age of 50, number four was 33% of them Over the age of 50, say they regret not investing more in a lifetime annuity or a similar product that would have produced a guaranteed income for life. This one blew my socks off. I was not prepared to see that. And yet it stands to reason. You know, when we get closer and closer to retirement, we begin to realize how important income is. Income is king. Income is your number one goal outside of your health, because when you retire, the paycheck is stopped and now you have free time. Now you have time on your hands. Now you want to go places and do things. And what is going to allow you the ability of doing that better than income? Now we can create income in multiple different ways for ourselves. So many people know social security because we all pay into it and we know when we retire, we can draw from the system some of us have pensions. Now, pensions obviously aren't nearly as popular as they used to be. There's not many corporations anymore that have pensions that they pay into for their employees. But many people who work for the state, municipalities, federal government, they still have pensions. And these pensions, well, guess what? They are a lifetime income. Now, pensions today are suffering some financial instability, and there's a lot of my clients who are rolling their pensions into IRAs for many reasons that I won't get into today. But here's the thing, you don't have to have a pension to have guaranteed lifetime income. Insurance companies provide you an opportunity, they provide you a way of being able to take money from what you've worked hard to save, and put it into an annuity contract. Now, I know so many of us have heard annuities are evil. Annuities are terrible investments. Well, listen, if we consider the source of much of that information, we find out that it's coming from Wall Street. And Wall Street doesn't want money flowing into annuities because that's a dollar that they don't get to make money off from. Number two, I think that annuities can in many ways be missold. I think that they can be very much misunderstood. There's a lot of annuity designs and some are really, really safe and some aren't nearly as safe as they're made out to be. Some are really high in fees. Some have no fees at all. But over the course of the last two to three decades, insurance companies have created Very convenient, very simple ways for a person to be able to deposit money, keep their money safe, and then later on turn that money into an income that they can outlive, that their spouse can outlive. And sometimes with zero fees. And here's the thing. We want as much of our income in retirement to be guaranteed as is possible. And it's interesting because you would think, You know, wealthy people, they never use annuities. I can tell you, I can vouch for the fact that many, many wealthy people use annuity contracts to their benefit. And they use the income benefit from these insurance companies and from these contracts so that they can leave their other money that is earmarked for growth to actually grow. And it's so much peace of mind for these individuals that use these annuities because they know that it's a contractual guarantee to them. The interest rates won't bother them. They know that the stock market won't bother them. They know exactly what they're going to get to the very penny when they enter into these contracts with these lifetime income annuities. So it's interesting to me that over a third of them regretted not putting more money into these annuity contracts. And I guess it makes sense because As you age, the older you are, the more income they can provide. Sit tight. We'll be right back with the top three regrets that retirees have in America.
2: Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com.
0: Would you like to know how you can tell if an advisor specializes in individual income producing instruments versus an advisor who uses a combination of stock market and growth oriented vehicles? Because if they specialize in the latter, they're more likely to invest your retirement accounts into bond mutual funds rather than individual bonds and bond like instruments. Why is this important? Because when an investor buys an individual bond, they're guaranteed a fixed rate of interest for the life of the bond. And when the bond matures, they're guaranteed their principal back, assuming there has been no defaults. With that assumption, an investor knows exactly what they're going to earn on the bond that they hold to maturity. Bond mutual funds don't pay a fixed rate of interest. As a matter of fact, the interest that they pay fluctuates. Also, bond mutual funds don't have a maturity date. They will go on forever or until you liquidate them. So bond mutual funds can be a lot riskier than individual bonds. Most people in or near retirement who have saved their hard earned money over a longer period of time are better suited to invest in a portfolio of individual fixed income securities for the purposes of safety and steady income. If you would like to learn more about whether individual fixed income securities are right for you, give us a call. Call Johnson
2: Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life for Retirement program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome
1: back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, welcome to the program. If you're just joining us today, we are discussing the top five regrets of retirees over the age of 50. This was a study that was done by University in Pennsylvania, the Wharton School of Business, where they went out and they surveyed Americans over the age of 50. The median age of the person surveyed was 72 years of age, so they're squarely into retirement. They've been retired for a time, and now they're able to look back with more of an educated perspective on what has gone right for them and what has gone wrong for them. And of course, this is the top five regrets, and The reason I bring this to your attention and to my attention is because, let's face it, we need to be educated on the mistakes of previous generations so that we ourselves can help avoid that. We don't want to be repeating history. We want to be writing new history. We want to be smarter than previous generations. And, of course, some of these things may not apply to you, but many of them do. And what was the number five regret? It was 23% of people regretting claiming Social Security too early. We know that it can have a profound benefit to us if we strategize just a little bit on Social Security and we know our numbers before we walk in to make that claim. And so many clients that have Stopped by the office. So many clients that have called in and said, listen, I need to know what the best single best strategy is. Even if you need to become more educated on your own personal social security, I encourage you come to one of our monthly webinars where often I teach on social security maximization. The real deal is going to be the software that we can use to help you and you and your spouse if you're married to determine what that best strategy will be for you. could put an extra fifty dollars to $100,000 in your pocket. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you take the first step reach out at 866-290-3837 number four was 33 percent of americans over the age of 50 say they regret not investing more of their money in a lifetime annuity or a similar product to produce guaranteed lifetime income. You know, we've heard about annuities. Annuities are evil. Annuities are the worst investment in the world. Why never put your money into an annuity? But listen, if annuities were the worst thing since Hitler, I guess, why do they still exist? They still exist because people still use them. They exist and are used by people because they provide a contractual income. For the rest of your life and your spouse's life. And guess what? The insurance company doesn't even always get to keep the money by the time both of you have died. That's right. They still pass on a legacy and they avoid probate. How about that? So there's a lot of misconceptions about annuities. Is the annuity that you have able to do that? I'm not sure. That's something that you need to sit down with a third party, another financial advisor, and have a second opinion on your annuity to figure out if it's providing you as much benefit as it should. And here's the thing. Many of the annuities today, right here, right now, because of everything that's going on with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, individuals are taking and trading in their old annuities for new annuities because not only are they able to get a better rate of interest – which is much, much higher than what they were getting on their old contracts, they're also able to get better payouts on today's annuities than on the annuities that were sold, say, five years ago. And that is a tremendous benefit. Who couldn't use more contractual guaranteed income? Number three, regret. Number three, 40% of those surveyed say that they regret not buying long-term care insurance to pay for the nursing home, or assisted living. So guess what? This is like estate planning. We take and we know that the statistic says that one of us, if we're married, is going to live into our 90s. We know that. And guess what? We know that long-term care is a risk. We know that long-term care is uber expensive. And yet we put it on the back burner just like estate planning. Well, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. And then by the time we get around to it, Most of the time, we're getting around to it because now something has happened and we're regretting it. I can tell you that if you are invested properly for income, in other words, if you have money that has been invested properly to produce income for you through interest and dividends, you have the ability of being able to create the necessary income to purchase long-term care for yourself. Does that mean that you'll be able to personally get it? Maybe not because long-term care is something that is always underwritten. That means that they take a look at your health and they figure out, are you healthy today? Now, is this something that every person is able to get long-term? Not at all. However, there's some low-cost alternatives to long-term care insurance and that's called short-term care insurance. And you know what? Having something is better than having nothing at all. And sometimes clients that can't really afford the big comprehensive type long-term care insurance are finding success with purchasing one or maybe even multiple short-term contracts for long-term care protection. It is less expensive. It's easier to get, I find. And so this is something that we have to be able to look into. Even today's life insurance policies are able to provide long-term care benefits. Some of you have life insurance policies or chock full of cash, and yet it's just an old-fashioned policy that pays when you die. Well, if you're healthy enough, you may be able to just trade in that old life insurance policy. For a newer life insurance policy, that may actually be less expensive per thousand because of the cost of insurance going down. And number two, you'll be able to pick up a benefit for long-term care where before you didn't have that. Now you can have a life insurance policy that still pays when you die, but it also pays while you're alive. And it's something to check into. So drum roll, please. What is number two regret? Number two regret is 37% of Americans regret not working longer. I cannot tell you. I have had a tremendous number of individuals that have come through my office and they want to retire. They're determined to retire. And yet they know and I know and I explain to them as a fiduciary so that they know they do not have the money to retire. I can think of one client right off the bat. He's in Nebraska, work for UPS. And Sam continued to try to convince me that he had. What it took to retire and I kept telling Sam, Sam, you don't have what it takes. You've got to work a little bit. No, no, I'm not going to work any longer. I'm just going to retire and you know what? I'll be able to have my cost of living down there so far. I'll be able to live on a shoestring. Well, what he did not count on was he did not count on inflation. He did not save enough. He had already started to retire by the time I met him and he was already selling shares in his 401k. He was overpaying in taxes And he was cannibalizing his principal by selling those shares. And even though I was able to help rescue him in creating income for him the right way through interest and dividends, he just simply had already cannibalized too much of his money and just refuses to go back to work. And so he's in a position where it is going to be a dire situation if he lives longer than he anticipates. He very well could run out of money. And so I encourage you. Do not pull the trigger on retirement until you sit down with a fiduciary. I don't care if it's myself. I don't care if it's another fiduciary out there, but someone whose specialty is that of income and they're here and able to give you an accurate, honest assessment of where you stand to help you determine whether or not you can effectively retire safely or if you need to squeeze out another year or two. This is something that you do not want to retire and then unretire. You would rather make the right choice. Even if you have to make a change of careers, a change of jobs, maybe you just absolutely dread your job. You know that there is so many businesses and corporations today that are looking for people that have a strong work ethic like you do, and they want someone with experience. They want someone who will show up, someone who knows what real work is, and guess what? They are willing to pay for you. And so don't lose heart. There is opportunities for you to continue to work a little bit longer and you won't regret it. Your spouse won't regret it. Your retirement will not regret it. Don't make the same mistake that so many retirees have already made. And number one, number one, what is the number one regret of these people surveyed by the Wharton School of Business? Number one regret 57% say that they regret not saving enough for retirement during their working years. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. I can tell you that much of our retirement is based upon the premise of this. You get out of retirement what you put into it. And when I come into contact with individuals who are coming in, their number one question is, Matthew, do I have enough to retire? And we start going through and we start assessing what they're actually saving in their 401k, and they're telling me, well, I saved 3% of my 401k, I say, 4%. I'm sorry, that's not enough. You need to be saving. You need to be saving, saving, saving. You need to be putting money aside into pre-tax, into tax-free, into post-tax. And see, here's the thing. You're going to be living on this money likely longer than you ever anticipated. Unless you know that you have some systemic illness, some terminal disease that's going to be cutting your life short, you even in that scenario have to be thinking about a surviving spouse. People are living longer than ever before. Retirement is going to be a long term thing. And we need to be sitting down and assessing what the cost of living today is and whether or not what you have saved so far is enough and likely you need to be increasing the amount that you're deferring into your retirement programs. I don't care if they're employer retirement programs. I don't care if they are private personal retirement programs. And here's something to be thought of. You know, many people today are taking on too much risk. One of the things that can really screw up a successful retirement is losing too much of your money to stock market volatility. And so you may have saved enough to retire, but because you've lost it to stock market volatility, that's what's going to set you behind so that you're unsuccessful in having a guaranteed lifetime income for yourself, having a retirement income from interest and from dividends. So this is all about making certain that you have that third party that you can go to, that trusted source, that trusted fiduciary, find one, find one right now and correct your course of action so that you know you can have the retirement that you deserve. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you, or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Well, that's it for today. We're out of time. I want to say thank you for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. I'm Matthew Johnson. Make it a great day.
2: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.